This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Lemusa. Now on. You do as I tell you. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk about intersectional and inclusive feminism in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Moni and with me today is my lovely Glorious and you have no idea how good-looking uh, co-host Amanda is today. That wasn't the sentence, but she's so pretty. If you are, I mean, she's always really pretty, but today she's like extra special pretty and... Um, you're the podcast listeners to feel very <laughs> feel very sad, very bad for them that they can't actually see you today. Maybe we just need to add a picture of you into the show notes today or something. I did take a picture that also um, uh, shows the. Oh, you're way quicker. Than, um, that also shows the back <laughs> of my top. Ooh, it's the ooh. ooh. Can we see like two cheeks, like the boob cheeks and the butt cheeks? Why would <laughs> I mean cleavage? Why would? <laughs> <laughs> just call it in boob cheeks now. Boob cheeks. <laughs> wow. I didn't expect that, that reaction. <laughs> what do you mean? It makes perfect sense. It, it? it kinda looks like butts if you look the right way. Somehow. No, you cannot see my butt cheeks on the back of my shirt. My top. Oh, what a pity. I know, I'm sorry. You can, you can see my upper back. Nice. There are no cheeks, just back. Ooh, I love a good back-free thing. Mm-hmm. So nice. So nice. But why are you so pretty today? I'm going to my very first pantomime. Uh, my friend has asked me to go with her. She had extra tickets and I am going. Watch this face. And you have no idea what what is what you can expect. And all the Brits in the channel in the chat already made it sound very, very, very fascinating. Mm-hmm. So we will yeah. hear about it next week, hopefully. Mm, indeed, indeed. Or I may have perished from not understanding the very British humor. We will see. Hopefully, will see. not the latter. I hope so too. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well. Um. We're not here. I'm going to ask you how you are, but then I really want to get right into this episode. So I know. How are you? How are you, Moni? I'm fine. I'm back from my trip, trip to how was London. It? it was great. Um, friends are the best. I got great fruit food from Ed because he wouldn't not let me not do. He wouldn't not do it, so he did it. So I had to what let him have? do it, and it was great. Um, he made me want uh, us, not just me, once. It was lamb with broccoli and i don't know what the other green thing was so i'm really sorry that i don't know but it was great Mm -hmm. and some some also green cut down looked like salad wasn't salad i don't know what it was Uh, but it's great it was great (laughs) i'm really embarrassed and (laughs) then i had the then i had the uh uh self-made cinnamon bun 
that Ooh. was also really good. And uh, also, cinnamon buns too, please. It was cabbage, cabbage, cabbage. Cabbage, <laughs> cabbage looks different here. It does. We don't have <laughs> cabbage like that. We, we do have many different types of cabbage here in the UK. See, I'm. I'm innocent. I, I know that there's different kinds of green cabbage that we also can't get. That's like all squirrely and stuff. We don't have these. Hmm. We have just the white kind of weird cabbage. But okay. anyway, then it was great cabbage. And a, a English muffin with uh, uh, spinach and the egg that I totally just lost the word how egg the egg Benedict? was. Scrambled. Scrambled. Scrambled is the word. Scrambled eggs. Mm -hmm. That Yeah. So yes, sounds, really great food. Sounds great. I'm glad great food, good, great I'm company. Really glad that you got to uh, and eat Ed's things. cooking. I know it was really good. It looks. Really you two good. can they cook. The, do pictures. great cooking. You both of you, you and yes. Ed, both we'll the make, cooking people. Well, we'll do something sometime where it's a. Feast. It's true. It did take me to a German market on how, how uh, in Winter Wonderland. Weird because they also played the. Uh, which actually i think it was more because it was a bavarian village so they like the what they were singing was very homey because we are like very close culturally so they were actually singing our our drinking song like what we used to what we sing also when we're like all drunk and merry and shit mm -hmm. and so they had sang that there and i was just standing there singing along and everybody was looking at me weird because i actually knew the words was awful <laughs> and i don't understand the also. german appeal but here we are um yeah but let's dive into the episode okay shall we because it's the best episode geek girl in the you know do you you sing the jingle all the time so let you do that okay it's geek girl in the news da, 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 whatever oh, that was a great <laughs> addition <something. laughs> no it wasn't uh something like that <laughs> beautiful um so we have four five six articles for you today which is yay our roundup from november and a little bit of december perfect because have we i don't know if we've done it regularly anymore i don't think we but we just do it when we want to now yeah we do yeah. it when we want to when we're not quite sure what else to talk about but this was a scheduled one don't give it away <laughs> never mind <laughs> Note to self, edit that out of the episode. Maintain our secrets. Uh, yeah. So we're going to start. Yes. We're going to start with sad news. Yeah. Get the sad we news. We need to always build it up so that it, at least we end on a high note. Yeah. So not everything is sad. But Noodle the Puck has passed away. Rest in bones or no bones. I have to admit, I have no idea who this is. Really? <laughs> Okay, so Noodle the Pug is was an elderly pug, very, very cute, and he became virally internet famous um, for having days when he could stand, which were bone days, and days when he could not stand, which were no bones days. And it was, it became like an internet phenomenon of like whether today was going to be a good day or a bad day. So it was a bones day or a no bones day. Aww. And so Noodle passing away made on December 3rd officially was and forever will be a no bones day. Aww. Yeah. How did that get? How did that? How did that? Aww. Okay. Gemma says he taught millions about chronic illness. Honestly, spoons and no spoons. It's true. Aww. 
It's true, because when you're living with us, some days you can do things, and other days you cannot do things. And it's all very real, and it's all very valid. And I think that's a really, really great point. Comparison? Parallel? Um, Parallel. Gemma? Um, I didn't even think about it like that, but you're you're absolutely right. um, That it has helped so many people understand. So was Noodle the Pug before Noodle the Book? What? Because there is apparently a book that's called Noodle and the No Bones oh. Day or something. It must have been like a... After thing. A thing that came. Um, yeah. Um, it's about him. And um, Noodle was 14 and a half years old when he passed away. Aww. Aww. Our yeah. neighbor's dog also just recently died. It's so sad. Oh, it is really, really like I sad. just have, I just have, like I already know that I'm gonna go in a month long mourning period or longer. So when when Yoshi go like crosses the rainbow bridge, mm-hmm. which won't happen for another forty two years because mm-hmm. I have a, we have a deal that he's turning fifty. So okay, um, it's legit. Yeah. I think it's fine. I think I think it's realistic for me to expect that. <laughs> I think so too. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Yeah, so Gemma's dropped the book link in chat and we'll include it in the show notes as well. And it's uh it looks like a kid's book all about noodle and the no bones. It's his is it this whole own 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 what? Own owner that um wrote this. Right, it looks like it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really um, nice. Yeah, and I love this. It says noodles. Noodle isn't sick or sad, but he also isn't interested in going for walks or sitting outside. He will accept snacks though. Today, all he needs are extra snuggles and belly rubs. And Jonathan, I mean, is- also pugs are just the fucking best dogs. Can we yeah. just agree on that? Because yeah. they're just so funny. Um, so we learn that not every day can be a bones day, and sometimes a no bones day is exactly what you need to get through. Aww, Aww. that's yes. really cute, isn't it? Just so rip across the rip across the rainbow bridge, noodle. Yeah, thank you for the joy and the inspiration and the understanding. Aww. All right. He he doesn't. I don't know how old this picture is that um, that's in this article, but he doesn't even look so old because sometimes they look really, really, really old. But this one looks. I mean, like a like a fair old gentleman, but not like super super old. Anyway, cute, cute. Yeah, the cutie. <clears throat> so next up, we have an article from the Mary Sue about Brendan Fraser, everyone's favorite Brendan Fraser. And everyone's favorite Brandon Fraser. I I don't know. I don't think I'm alone in this. I very recently discovered that actually the internet also loves Brendan Fraser as much as I do. I know. I think Brandon Fraser just has this general fan club that I always like. I know that it exists and I don't 100%. Like, I liked him enough in all the movies that I've seen, but I never quite got why there is such a massive. As you say, there is a there is a certain area on the internet or in the world that has a really incredible <laughs> incredible love for Brenton Fraser. And Gemma mm-hmm. says he's a bit of a puppy dog where he's just lovable. It's yeah, it's, it's not true. wrong, it's yeah. true. But yeah. He's great. Um and legit have always, always, always loved him. And it was when we were reviewing um, Georgia the Jungle for my former podcast, 5.5. And I was like talking about my love of Brendan Fraser that I realized that actually the internet has a love for him as well. 
I was like, I thought I was alone. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen that movie and the mummy. Maybe I've not seen enough of his movies. I don't know. Maybe. Well, again, I think he's really likable and things. So I get that. I think he took quite a long break from from Hollywood. Um, And that Mm -hmm. is what this article is about. Um, It's entitled, Brendan Fraser won't attend the Golden Globes if nominated, and for a very good reason. And He just recently got some award for his recent movie, right? For Because he starred after a long time, he starred in a movie that's called The Whale. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, And he, he, I believe he did get an award for it. Um, I haven't Mm -hmm. seen it yet. I need to fix that because I've heard it's really good. Um, And... Yeah, but Brendan Fraser took a break from Hollywood, from film and television, because he was sexually assaulted um, in, I don't know when, but many, many, many years ago when he was still in his prime, um, like the early 2000s, I think, um, by a Hollywood Foreign Press Association, by the Hollywood Former Press Association, or Jesus, this is hard to say. Former Hollywood Foreign Press Association President Philip Burke. I had no idea. I had, uh, when I read this article, I was like, I audibly gasped because I didn't know. I didn't know that, and it makes perfect sense why he went off the radar. Because fuck that, fuck Hollywood. Seriously, fuck all of that. I know it. It does have a problem, a serial problem with with assault and the, no, what I think. No what I think is so vile about this because there is like a pretty graphic description this article and um he was already married at the time so he went home um to his wife and then um even the burke so the perpetrator is that the right word um called the action a joke and i'm like and he really downplayed it in in what he's what he said about about but that is the the actual assault is not what we're talking about here. It's it's Brendan Fraser declining to go to the Globes, which is the award show um, that the Hollywood Forum Press Association puts on every year. Um, and they have had a lot of controversy over the years because there is like uh, very little representation from black and other racial communities that aren't white. Um, and I, I I know that there was the the jokes at last year's Golden Globes with like Chris Rock and Will Frazier. Will, Will Frazier? Oh my God, my brain. Will, Will, Will Frazier. <laughs> I'm reading the word Frazier and my brain is like, Will Frazier. <laughs> um, and like I uh, just, it, it has a long history. And mm. with um, with this having been the president of, of it all, um, I absolutely understand why Brendan Frazier is like, um, yeah, I'm not supporting that. If I get nominated, I'm not going. And I think that that's really powerful. That's a stand that more Hollywood mm. actors need to take, mm. whether or not they have direct history or not. I think it's still un- unbelievable that there's still so little consequence. Mm-hmm. How how does this how how even? I know because obviously most of the time it's women, and then nobody gives a shit anymore, isn't it? Like and it's I don't money, know, money just pay people to shut up. Yeah. Which is super awesome. In an industry that's swimming in money, right? <laughs> like what right, what a what a like who is not even faced by how much they're paying out to the to the victims and everything. Ugh, disgusting, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So I 
as with everything all the time, I fully support Brendan Fraser. Mm. I think it's good that he is taking a stand. Seriously. Mm. I mean, you also don't need to get yourself in a position again where it's just going to trigger you and your experiences. And mm-hmm. it just I can't imagine that he would ever or anyone feels comfortable going to things like this after experiences like that or even if you hadn't and you know about this like you can't how can you feel comfortable going there knowing all of this exactly (sighs) exactly i don't know but yeah Yeah. good or good that he's not going i totally agree totally agree so we now we jump a bit further across the pond yes um on the other side of the world to iran and we've recently um, have heard, or there was news that the the in Iran the morality pr- police uh, would have been disbanded. But the article that we have here now is kind of making it sound like this is not actually what's been going on. Mm-hmm. I know we haven't done our full episode on what's going on in Iran. It's a big episode. There is so much to talk about. And we always like the spoons. Yeah, we do, to be totally honest. Yeah, because we want to do it proper justice, right? And then it can't be something that we just read two articles on and then have a conversation about. So that just felt not right, which is why we haven't done it yet. It's true. It's true. Mm. Um, But if you you don't know um, what's going on in Iran, there have been protests... Um, over a woman's right to wear or not wear a hijab or headscarf. Um, and these protests have been very brutal um, with murders and these morality police targeting women who are taking off their hijabs and spinning them around their head or in some cases burning them. Um, and at one point uh, last month, I think there was something like 14,000 women in these protests were sentenced to death. Um it's all very, very horrific what's going on and really sad as well because, well, Sharia law just is, is very awful and mm. restrictive and controlling and all sorts of negative ad- adjectives. Mm. Um, so the current morality pl- police have existed in some form since ni- uh, the 1979 Islamic Revolution. The latest version are known as the Guidance Patrol. And they're enforcing uh, the Iran's Islamic Code of Conduct. Um, and since 2006, they've been enforcing the dress code, which requires women to wear long clothes and forbids shorts, ripped jeans, and other clothes deemed immodest and include, or and enforces wearing a hijab or headscarf. Um, recently, the government of Iran is listening to the protests, the protesters, and has deemed the morality police to be disbanded um and they have also stated that wearing a hijab is a woman's choice to do it or not to do it so the government is trying to take a stand here but this article says that um a a woman was interviewed and she said that uh just because the government has decided to dismantle dismantle morality police it doesn't mean the protests are ending even the government saying the hijab is a personal choice is not enough. People know Iran has no future with this government in power. We will see more people from different factions of Iranian society, moderate and traditional, coming out in support of women to get more of their rights back. So they are 
absolutely in a revolution mm. for women's women's rights, uh, starting with the hijab. And it, it is very much a symbol for women's rights in Iran. And it, um, another woman says that she hasn't been wearing it for the past 70 days. Yeah, it's... I totally lost my train of thought for a second. It, it, it it's the law itself is not even only for like as we've as you just said before it's like more like about the more than the control like about everything that has to do with women's rights like uh, how what they wear how they wear it not only not that hijab is not enough in itself but like this full um amount of 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 controlling women um and they've been like really step like fighting for their rights there if you've watched some kind of news like in one way or the other you can see that they have they as as they call it is it's a revolution is what we have like they try to really uh, make a change and they're basically all in the middle of it at the moment mm -hmm. so this is a good first step i don't know if it's enough of a good first step but it is mm -hmm. You know, this is making, instead of being pushed aside, like uh, most conflict in the world is like talked about for a day and then on to mm. something else. Like this is finally making national news, like UK international news. People are talking mm. about it. And that's how change starts these days is by yeah. like having worldwide aware awareness. It's just always so important. I also uh, I think to be aware that we're not only talking about some political change in these situations like this is the first political change is the first step that needs to happen for a law to be changed for things to change but things that have been law for such a long time are often so manifested in people's heads that that is the work that comes after as well like it's not mm -hmm. just we just disband on the laws and everything's fine there are still so many people who either agree with that law or like try and uphold the same behavior even if it's not law within their own families or with with other people because obviously people seem to always be concerned what other people are doing and feel entitled to control them because they think that like christians are doing nothing else right do you they, they, with um a lot of things in the in in the world as well so it's this control as the control aspect of other people is always still there even if the law is not there anymore so we can't just be like oh now that now that the law is changed everything's fine and everything will be fine it's a long long process that has just started right now and it will still take a couple uh, quite some time for it to be actually better but always we need to take these steps but we also need to be aware that there is work that needs to be done from all sides right so keeping iran and everything that's going on there with this and the women in our in our thoughts and support yeah maybe, maybe one day we will get <laughs> recording that full episode because it, it deserves it we deserve mm, we should talk about it's it. true yeah so let's move over to the next article which was shared in our Discord channel by our one and only Gemma. Woo! Thank you very much for sharing. Um, and it is, we're, we're moving into our happier news. So that's great. Um, <laughs> this is about Kevin McHale refuses to join a Glee reboot as Artie, saying, I shouldn't be playing a character in a wheelchair. Yes. I mean, Glee is such a interesting thing because i think on the one hand people e people just love everything about it 
And on the other hand, people are very critical because of a lot of things in it, because it's not super diverse. It's very, um, again, it has people in roles that shouldn't be in set roles, like acting, um, people that are not disabled playing disabled roles and all the things that mm-hmm. are just generally not appropriate, especially in 2022. Mm-hmm. Because we've I, all- <laughs> I, I will disagree, though, saying that it's not very diverse, because I think at the time when it came out, it was very diverse, especially yeah. it's, it's LGBTQ representation. Um, and there, yeah. there were some characters of color, not not enough. And I think that I don't yeah, think yeah. that it was racially diverse. But there was like there was races in like black people in um leading roles there was a disabled character and there was a lot of Mm. representation and when that came out in 2008 that was a big deal Mm. i've watched it all later and i actually do think that uh and while they still like made had some quite stereotypical gay tropes Mm -hmm. um uh this was the first time on like I feel television that I yeah that you like I had nothing in comparison um like there was no show that I could think of at least that had like this kind of display of relationship between a young gay couple mm-hmm. like they did with Chris Colfer and his partner then who I forgot the names already um because you could see them like being in well being intimate with each other and um, not yet, but like as you see every other couple when they're 16 in movies like that they cuddle they made out and stuff like that and there was nothing for me at least that i could think of in comparison that at least had that that the way you could see see it the way they did they, they they showed that which i thought was pretty cool and i mean i i i liked i liked it i have to say um but yeah, it's there. There with a lot of things, uh, because we evolve as a society, right? So then things that, so so then we look back on things and uh, like take it out of the historical context and criticize it in the current historical norm. And then a lot of things pa- don't pass the test anymore. But mm-hmm. back then, it obviously did. Like it did. It- it did, it did quite well, actually. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying it was amazing. I'm not saying it was perfect. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that it was I mean, enough. I enjoyed it. Um, I only watched, like, the first three or four seasons, and then yeah. I, I fell off track. But, like, I think for at the time, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty diverse. Mm. Um, but that doesn't mean that it was perfect and it couldn't and it mm. could have been better. And like Gemma says, we can celebrate what it was and critique what it wasn't. Mm. I think that's mm. really important because we could always, mm. as we do all the time, we could critique the media that we love. Mm. I mean, <laughs> like the last three review episodes where we're just tearing things apart and then we're like, I actually really loved it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so, yes, this article is um, Kevin McHale, who played Artie, the disabled character in a wheelchair, um, is saying that he will not be involved in the character of Artie in a reboot which the co-creator ryan murphy is floating the idea um mm-hmm. because he is not comfortable um and nor is it right to for a, an able body bodied actor to portray a disabled character mm. um and he says that um that neither he nor the glee production team knew better when he was cast as Artie. the character got into a car accident at eight years old which resulted in him being in a wheelchair. Mikhail said at the time, 
what were we thinking? I can't play that part. Mm. So there is has been a lot of growth, I think, there uh, and understanding um, about about the correct like the the better the best way to have representation like it's i don't kevin McHale is not at all saying like there shouldn't be a disabled character in a wheelchair he's saying i cannot play that person <laughs> like hire a disabled actor yeah yeah honestly and I, I think i saw a tweet recently where the where actually the creator of glee was like how did we not how did we not do a better job at this because it was not like it's but it's again something that you um that you some things you only notice in hindsight, even though it then seems so obvious. But back then it didn't because of how the rest of the media was. In, and it was just the norm that straight people played gay people and, uh, and, and, and able people played disabled people. And we just get more and more aware now and are more and more aware now because we do talk about it. So... Um, but I'm glad that they come to the same conclusion and don't and are like, well, can do whatever I want. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so thanks to Kevin McHale for standing up um, and refusing to do something that he's done in the past um, because we all learn and grow and be better people. Yep, exactly. And speaking of becoming better people, um, Dungeons and Dragons and Wizards of the Coast, uh, their production company, is replacing the term race. So since D&D was created back in the 70s, I think. I'm sure, <laughs> I, Gemma's here. I'm sure she'll correct me if I am incorrect. Um, <laughs> the word race has been used to denote uh, the different types of playable characters in Dungeons & Dragons, like humans and orcs and elves and all of that. They were all races. Um, but obviously race is a bit of a problematic term. Um, and there are lots of prejudice links between real world people and fantasy people. Um, so Wizards of, Wizards of the Coast is replacing the term race with species. And That's, that is great. Love that. Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully this will help to r remove, resolve some of the fantasy racism that very much exists, especially between, for example, orcs and elves um, and other problematic elements. So that is, you know fantastic that that they're doing this i i think a lot of it came to light after the summer release of spelljammer um one of the the 2022 source books which had some problematic language in it um mm -hmm. and it faced a lot of backlash because the people who play D, D are very diverse and it's um we we want the company to reflect how diverse the player base is and I think it's really fantastic that they are making these steps to be better and be a better company and be a more inclusive company. Yeah, it's taken almost 50 years. <laughs> but since the, the most recent like uproar about it, it's actually taken like six months. And for something this big, like and because this is a change that if they're if they're changing this in future editions, they're going to have to go back through um many 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 source books to change things so it, it is kind of a huge thing mm -hmm. love that so it's so visible like you see that how necessary it is in every area of media as well and entertainment to be like aware and, and and be inclusive and it's not so difficult like people always make it so difficult i can't do that it's so easy isn't it like 
weren't yeah. happy. Tom says I saw some people weren't happy with the term species either, though. Uh, yeah, I can understand that. Um, but they, um, Wizards of the Coast and and D said say that the term species was chosen in close coordination with multiple outside cultural consultants. So they did speak with with representation representatives from from different cultures to try to find a suitable alternative. Um, so that's something they did not just make the decision and uh, stuff you live with the consequences of the new word like they did. <laughs> they just <laughs> they did seek some some help in coming up with the the new the new the new word. Um, so. And I agree, um, Gemma says, I think any word chosen is going to have issues. And it's true, because species make, makes me think more of animals. Mm. Um, so I don't know, for me, if it's the best word, but I do like it better than race. So It's really tricky, isn't it? It is. Like, it's I all a word, it's a word that's about, that's that's describing some kind of separation, is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so all of that wouldn't be... It, Just, yeah, we're trying yeah. to talk about... Gemma says we're trying to talk about um, race, ethnicity, species, culture, and history in one term in a playable world with many different forms of ours and many similarities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's, one word can't really ever cut it, right? No. Yeah. No. Just uh, people. What type of people are you? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but it's a it's a positive step. Um, from Wizards mm. of the Coast, and one that is uh, a step towards better inclusion um, mm. and diversity and less racism, which we can all get on board with. Mm. So cool, positive steps. And last but not least, Twitch did a good, shocking, <laughs> shocking, <laughs> but very much needed. Very, mm-hmm. very much needed. Um, in an article from our one and only deputy news editor. Um, Ed Nightingale um, is an article about the shield mode that Twitch just rolled out very recently that will help to improve protection for streamers especially after the after the amount of hate rates has been happening over the summer and over the last and I, I mean keep constantly happening uh, to minority groups on Twitch um, but were really excessive over the last like over a summertime last year, this year, something along those lines. I don't know what is time. Uh, very recently. I do not know. <laughs> I honestly. Um, and now they and it there. People have always been very critical with Twitch about how they pr- need to protect their streamers better, and it's obviously all true. But also at the same time, it's not something that they can just shake out of the of their sleeve um, without any like. It's a massive platform with a lot of people, with a lot of viewers, with a lot of code, with a lot of security. So you need to make sure that everything also works. You can't just um, throw something out there. And they are never really great with communicate communicating about it. But now they released Shield Mode, which is woo-hoo. basically... Yeah, woo-hoo, which woo-hoo. is a pre, um, pre-safety setting... Um, where you then just have to click one button and you will automatically, all your stream will, will um, 
have basically a separate mode like you can you can set it up up front and it could be like a sub only chat so what a lot of people basically pre-created on their stream decks if they had one is now something that you can um sort out with twitch itself which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool it is really really cool um and comes pretty fresh off our own instance where we could have used shield mode just just two weeks ago um, when it's we true. had some hate flooding into Twitch and Discord, and it was awful. And that is minor compared to the hate raids that have happened to LGBTQ yeah. streamers uh, over the last two years. Um, so And black it, streamers. And black streamers as well, of course. Um, so this is a fantastic step from Twitch helping to keep mm. streamers safe. Yeah. And, and necessary... And couldn't come. I mean, could have obviously always come earlier, but great that it's here now. <laughs> Rick says, "Yay, it's awesome, amazing, wonderful." But also, why the fuck did it take so long? It's true. It it's took true. them really a real long time to um, to bring this out, and, and because it took so long, it did fall down to individual streamers and mods coming up with their own workarounds to yeah. basically implement this on their own, and it mm. was not always super straightforward. Um, but this no. is a, this and is also great. not everybody especially smaller streamers are often not equipped with the things that you would technically that would make it easier for you to protect yourself mm-hmm. yes I have a stream deck but I do not you already don't have a stream deck and mm-hmm. and other people obviously also don't necessarily have also not 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 the knowledge the technical mm-hmm. knowledge and how to set it up so exactly. it's just difficult to and it and it's also questionable to put it in the hands of the of the streamers every time because mm-hmm. Twitch as a platform also needs to offer some kind of protection if they want people to be on it. Definitely. And Ed quotes uh, the Twitch news release saying safety work is never over and we're working on more tools that make it easier to moderate your channel. Moving forward, we're focusing more on features like this one that are customizable and can be easily rammed up or down to reflect your... We're also working aggressively to stop more harm before it even occurs. Mm. So True that. So hopefully, yeah. you know, this is the start of some very needed and necessary safety measures from Twitch, and it's a welcome one. Like, I know it has taken a long time, but thank fuck it's here. Yes. And more of this, please. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Twitch. (laughs) Sorry, there's this tiny little fly who is, like, right in my face. Not right in your face. Right in my face. Oh, my God. Cool. But that's it for this week. It was short and sweet. Short and sweet. But we got places to do things, places to go, things to do. Places places, to do. Whatever. Places to do. People people to be. I was just like places to, to go, do. people okay. to do. Yeah, sure. Yes, yeah, do sure, that. Sure. Yeah, I like it. Perfect. And we will be back next week for another amazing episode of Geek Herring. See you then. And things. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. 